0: This is Jack Vickers, and you are listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, also known as
1: The Hood. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, The Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely hostess, The Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks thank you josh it is podcast number 108 it is tuesday september 20th 2022 it's a beautiful evening i got a nice i got both my my both my blinds are open i got a beautiful dusky sky the sun has already set but there's still that orange a little bit above the horizon because the the sun doesn't go anywhere believe it or not it's still there even as the earth continues to spin so nice little beautiful Ah. scenic thing i'm seeing here but um I want to let the people know about our Discord community. Love chatting with people. We had another great game day. I understand it's probably going to die down around week 11 where people are really starting to get saturated and exhausted with football, but we've had a good couple weeks in the Discord, so you'd love to see that. Um, For people who are in there, we appreciate you interacting and just chatting about the games, and we'd ask you to keep it going. For people who'd love to leave us voicemails, anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash message. would be a great way you could interact with the show as well. Segment start times are down in the description below, and we'd like to thank at Levi Oki Illustration for all the beautiful art that people can see um on spotify or on youtube or wherever you're watching or listening right now josh how we during today
0: we doing it's a beautiful tuesday evening how are you doing
1: you know i'm doing good my tuesday was pretty uneventful um you know life is pretty calm these days depressing game last night but we'll get into that in a moment but uh I'd say life's good. Probably, if anything, I probably should have gone on a walk today. Oh, shout out to Mika. We got Western Australia in the audience. I'm not sure if this might be the first time Mika's ever listened live, at least as we're on Discord. I know he might have been in some YouTube chats, but this might be Mika's first appearance in the Discord um, as we're live. So shout out to Western Australia. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I think uh, I probably should have gone on a walk today, Josh. Probably should have got outside. Probably should have got some, you know, some beautiful air. But otherwise, I'm doing good. Did you, did you get your activity in for the day, Josh? Are you a, a a stellar citizen compared to me
0: yeah I mean I walked to my car which is parked in the garage and I drove to work and I walked to the office and I sat down for a solid seven and a half hours realized I had to pee so I peed and then I <laughs> left
1: you i could not imagine my holding a pee for seven and a half hours that sounds awful. I,
0: I did not hold a pee for seven and a half hours no i biked 30 minutes before i hopped on here for the podcast get my blood flow going you know act like so a you're math beat.
1: S- you're smart see i i neglected to do most of my pre-show notes until like right before the show so that's what i was doing but you win some you lose some you know uh yeah. but yeah i'm doing good you're doing good again western australia shout out in the audience josh We ready to get right into the show here or what pal
0: Absolutely. Should we start uh, from the bottom since uh, we've got an upside downer in the, in the, in
1: the <laughs> No, the no, no. We don't have to accommodate him. He'll figure it out on his own. All right, we'll get right into Gar's grinder here then. And, uh, you know, I'm going no other than the Italian stallion, Jimmy G. Dude has been a, a, an unsexy, I'll admit, a not very sexy quarterback for a while, but the dude gets it done. The situation he's been in has been, this, you know, for the background, for the people who don't know, even though everyone listening knows been a 49er for a while they traded like three first round picks trade of the future to trade up and get trey lance they sign him to a deal to be a backup jimmy g starts to ride the bench this year trey lance breaks a fucking ankle jimmy g comes right off off that bench Gets it done in a not-sexy fashion, straight-up Jimmy G, the one we love, goes 13 for 21, 154 yards in a tud, and also a rushing touchdown. San Francisco wins 27-7. to 7. Jimmy G, welcome back. Um, do you think this team is significantly better, significantly worse, or the same with Jimmy G over Trey Lance, Josh?
0: Um, I would say that they are um, about the same. Like as far as their finished win win loss record goes, they're probably a better team overall because he's got the experience with them. Um, I don't think that he's gonna be like a big difference maker when it comes down to it because Trey Lance's athletic ability. But I think that there's a. I think it's pretty uh, interesting. Like you said, they traded their future away for a guy who's gonna have thrown the ball four hundred times in the last four years, and that's like Matt Stafford's season. So. (laughs) It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, everybody rips the Jordan Love trade just because of proximity, but this was another head-scratcher, especially when they had just kind of gone to the playoffs and made a run with Jimmy G.
1: I mean, if you believe the rumor mill, allegedly they— I mean, it sounds like they were going to do the trade-up no matter what. Allegedly, Shanahan originally wanted Mac Jones, and then other people in the organization sold him on— Back <laughs> Jones, starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Um, know,
0: it's a Mike Jones joke.
1: Oh, well, I'm not I'm not cool enough, Josh, for jokes like that. But, yeah, who knows? Um, Trey Lance still could be figured out. He obviously won't necessarily get the same kind of, like, another sitting year because, obviously, the dude broke his ankle. But, ultimately, I think it's going to be better for Trey Lance's uh, chances at success. So, you don't want to see a man get injured, but, ultimately, I think it'll help his career long term. So, we'll see how that goes. And Jimmy G is free next year. So, um that was gar's grinder josh let's hop right into the rant and rave then and uh you know i have my first pulling point here but i figure i just talked so i should let you go first you got any rants or raves after week two of nfl and fantasy football
0: um i don't other than you know kyle pitt stinks i regret taking him in the third fourth round turn um i hate his guts i'm still two and all with him on my team but he stinks gar go ahead
1: you don't have if any you, you don't want you uh, don't wanna rant about the deflate these balls league or the you know Looks like you got a couple losses. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. I mean, no, no,
0: no big things. I mean, my two losses. One of them against was against the median. One again. One of them is in a butt sweat league where I would have lost to everybody. But that team is, you know, an adopted team. So I figure I've got like a six year grace period before I actually need to start winning. Um, and then deflate these balls. I'm just on an active tank, as as people might have figured out when I traded away um, a player today for a pick and didn't fill his spot on the bench.
1: Wow. Okay. So, Josh, uh, uh, just at just in week two, Josh, or after week two, Josh has decided to tank in a league. I respect the move, but I'm I also mean, an active tanker.
0: I mean, deflate these balls. Let's um, let's just face it. My entire team is tanking in real life. They
1: Regardless, are trash. They're tanking with yeah. or without you.
0: I score more fantasy points than half my
1: roster. Sure. Oh boy! All right. Well, then, for me, the rant and the rave. Um, I just wanted to talk about, you know, I talked about it on the Saturday Morning Show, but um, you know, Vikes fans. I, I hate to say I told you so. I'm not. I don't really win anything by doing it, um, but you know, I kind of warned people that the hype was just out of control, Josh, and I personally couldn't handle it. So I can only imagine how you know Packers fans or some other people are feeling right now. Not that you know, you you know, you Packers fans like to think you're above cheering for our losses, but no, there's definitely some snooty people out there anywho so I, I hate to say I told you so fan or Vikings fans but you know the Vikings were gonna get smacked in the mouth the hype was too much and uh, I'm much, much more interested to see how they respond to this not saying we necessarily needed a smack of the mouth week two could have come week four week five if we you know I would have taken a couple more wins before a smack of the mouth but ultimately just the arrogance of the fans and of some of the players you know I was listening to a lot of interviews after last week's game and some people like Thielen and jet and just there was a little too much arrogance for my liking like obviously like people to be confident after a win, but the, the vibe I was getting from a lot of people, not KOC... I will, I will, you know, I will absolve KOC of any guilt, but a lot of people on the team, um, you know, they were kind of giving the vibe that their shit don't stink, which was not the case, and we saw that in alarming fashion on Monday night, so, you know, I think this team may, it's definitely possible this team has a higher ceiling with KOC um, than we did with Zimmer, it's definitely yet to be seen, and so the people who were pretending this team um, was completely different after one week, they were, you know... They were obviously wrong. So that's the only rant I had. Vikings fans, we still could do great things. We'll see how KOC responds. But um, the hype was out of control. And so I'm just happy I called it, I guess.
0: Yeah, now, now I'm thinking that. So I think that Philadelphia's defense, I mean, they have a solid line, offensive and defensive line. So they, they push bodies around. But uh, them having Slay, um, Shadow, um, Jefferson most of the night. Obviously, you could see the the result um, on the defensive side. Jefferson was shut down essentially all night. Um, two of the interceptions that Kirk threw were um, to Slay off covering Jefferson, and it just makes me go, "Hey, Matt Lafleur, did you see that? Maybe you should let the let the best corner on your team shadow the best receiver." Because week one, Jire Alexander wanted to, but no, they're gonna play zone, so. I don't know. Maybe they had the recipe for success. Maybe Jefferson, you know, gets a total of five yards the rest of the season. Who knows? Um, I do know that Delvin Cook is, in fact, a cannibal because I saw him eating toast on the sideline. And that <laughs> dude is toast. He's toast, huh?
1: He only got six carries. Yeah, for negative. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, we definitely got away from the run, but that's you know it's a common theme when you're behind. Uh, KOC will learn. We'll see if he adjusts. Uh, but that's the all only the rant and the rave I had, Josh. I guess neither of us. I didn't have anything to rave about in fantasy. We'll get that. We'll get to that in the grain of salt because uh, I had a rough week in fantasy. Um, but with that, Josh, let's hop right into the weekly recap then. And uh, our weekly recap always starts with the grain of salt. So, um, Josh, I just went on another bit of a another bit of a tangent. So let's hear your grain of salt first, pal. Why should people yeah. listen to your fantasy advice, huh? How good are you? Well,
0: I went three and two in my regular leagues, my dynasty leagues. The, um, I did survive in two guillotines, and then um, my so I had three two three and two this week, um, bringing me to seven and three on the season for games that are not guillotine or the deflate these balls leagues. So seventy percent win rate in leagues I'm trying to win in. Hell yeah. um, Overall, with the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, I am sitting at a solid 101 wins to 55 losses. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I will say that if it wasn't for the butt, sweat, and beers league, I'd probably have a much better percentage because that is 2 and 20 over the two weeks. Um, but hey, win some, you lose a lot. Gar, how salty are you?
1: Uh, I'm a dev- <coughs> definitely saltier than you Josh week 1 I was 7 and 1 um in the leagues that I'm counting uh, this week I was three and five in leagues I'm counting, so ten and six overall, straight up head to head. That's a 62% win percentage. We are looking rough, but I kind of warned it last week. All the wins weren't what they appeared. We're still alive in two guillotines, but also I'm definitely in like the bottom fourth of those two guillotines. So I might have to spend some money here, or just pray my team turns it around. But you know, in the inc- intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, I am 96 and 99. So I'm a, uh, I'm below 500, and it's getting kind of ugly out there, but i'm hoping i can bounce back we have at least a couple good teams and uh, it's only week two uh so give me at least two more weeks before i can really start to call some of my teams doom and gloom but uh we'd certainly love to be above high f- 500 two weeks in so you want to stack up some wins early if you you want to give yourself a nice easier path to the fantasy playoffs but i'm not there yet so that's the way she goes um and that's our grain of salt, Josh, unless you got anything else you want to talk about in your personal fantasy leagues. Um, I'm going to do the hood line, so I've kind of i queued you up. You don't have to agree to it, but Whoa, I queued you up. Oh, what about you the u-
0: FanDuel top three?
1: Well, that's what I was just going to say. I've queued you up. to. I put all the stats in there for you. We can just go ahead and blow through the top three. We don't have to sit here and go into great detail. Okay, so, okay yeah, I got you now. Ah, yeah,
0: yeah. So we've got the top three fantasy points in the FanDuel league. Lamar with 42.62. Tua, whom he was playing against... Uh, with 40.86 and then Tua's wide receiver Tyree Kill with 36.5. So those three guys all in the same game put up the top three numbers. Shocker. Top three values. The Jags defense versus Indiana had a seven times value with 21 points. The Bucks at New Orleans defense 6.2 times with 26 points and then Tua at Baltimore with a six times value with his 40.86 points. Top three weekly totals in the, in the play along. Uh, Carmel with 144.48 that's made up team waltz 144.28 canny 120.48 so a big drop off between the top two there top three leaderboard through two weeks walters with 262.5 caramel with 254.8 and derrick with 246.74 congrats you three enjoy it while it lasts week three you're done gar it's now time for us to bring the news We bring the good. We bring the bad. We say some things that might make you sad. This is Hoodlines. We bring the bad. We speak the good. These are some stories from the hood. Hoodlines.
1: Brought to us by Skybusters. In our first story tonight, a local Purple Layton Scandinavian team thinks championships are won week one, then takes a brutal jackhammering after thinking that. In other news, the city of Blaine is stunned as a moustached murderer is heard shouting who's the disappointment now, dad, in a cold-blooded killing. In police accountability, a a North Dakota sergeant's body cam footage showed use of excessive force to neutralize a loud hillbilly who was already dead. In entertainment news, Dax Street's back, all right. The boy band reunion tour was seen trampling a gnome birthing celebration. And finally, our main story tonight. Your deranged commissioner cancels side bets indefinitely. How can you protect yourself financially? Wow. You like that? You like that shit? I do. Yeah, we're putting an effort here, folks. We have background sounds. (laughs) I had to obviously. I had made a bunch more hoodlines, but then I had to cut some. So I could. I wanted to get the timing just right, and I didn't want it to take too long. But I felt pretty good about that. So I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, say you have to live up to that standard next week, Josh. But and we can go back and forth on the hoodlines. But you got about forty-five seconds there in the middle. Um, yeah. anyways, I mean obviously, you know, we talked a little bit more about the hood um last week after the the hood lines themselves. Um how you know, you and I both had a pretty dominant week one. And then uh, you know, week two I know I had a pretty heavy drop off. Uh what was your week two feeling? How do you feel like you, how did it feel about your team after two weeks in?
0: Well, for the side bet there, you know, you were you, you won the side bet. Um, I don't know if we had gotten that far yet or if we'd talked about that No, so I you, was you kind of won... ignoring
1: that fact. I didn't even want to talk about it, but
0: because this this it, was it. Because the side bet you won was the one that you said you didn't want to win. Bingo. Okay. Um, let's just say that I came in second place for that side bet. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think I think we suffered a little bit of scoliosis on that one, where we uh, thought the championship was already locked in. So uh, yeah, you know, I had to give my team a little bit of a pep talk. You know, Herbert broke. I told him, you know, cracked rib cartilage is not an excuse. Get out there and chuck the pigskin around a little bit more. Um, and so, you know, I did still get a win, but it was, it was an ugly win. Um, I literally closed my app to leave, to go meet with some, uh, church friends for, um, the evening prior to the Dallas game ending. And I had lost by like 1.3 and then I got home and I saw I beat Jeremy by 0.6. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll take it, but, uh, was not expecting that win. So I'm a little happy with it. Um, I will say that you know the girls are back in town apparently because they are dominating us right now. If I if I remember correctly from what uh, Cletus or whatever our butts range range bot <laughs> said range
1: bot cletus what is that? See, he's not the robot for fox nfl's um sunday uh, but no yeah jamie jamie is definitely doing really well she's four zero. she's currently in first place in the league so she's won both median matches and won both head-to-head she just put up 158 on willie that was one of the hoodlines. nikita i did cut her hoodline, but she is three and one she put up 156.1 points so she had you know just two points less than jamie's high score of the week um and she is 3 and 1, so she either got unlucky with the head to head last week or lost the median. I don't remember off the top of my head. But um, the she women. She
0: got unlucky with the head to head. She, because um, in the report that I had put out early oh. earlier, she is actually in the lead for average points.
1: Ooh, okay. So she's doing pretty good. Yeah, the women are dominating us, Us is the bottom line. And uh, the only other thing I want to talk about was Jeremy. Obviously, the guy you beat, Jeremy, you beat him by, what, 0.45 there, 0.35. Um, if you any doubt, he made his he made his team name hanging with Mr. Cooper. Had the namesake of his team, which was another another cut hood line for time, was on his bench. If if he would have played Amari Cooper, he would have won.
0: Oh, if he would have played anybody on his bench, he would have won. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Like, I don't know because I think he had like three or four guys on his bench that outscored like his flex spot maybe, if I remember correctly. But yeah, no. When it comes down to it, like the the report that I sent out with the luck ratings, I was the luckiest team overall with a sixty nine point two three percent luck rating. Um, so yeah, on on the season, my I'm the second luckiest team in the league. So I guess you know I'll take it. If you if you aren't good, you better be
1: lucky, right? all right i I agree one other thing to hit here josh before we move on um jesse scored 60.45 points last week and then jesse scored um 76.1 points this week is jesse already dead does jesse have zero shot Uh,
0: yeah i mean his you could add up both of his weeks and he'd lose to you week one um (laughs) so it's 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 not looking so good for the uh the dead hillbilly that t brutally assaulted um, <sighs> excessive, but, uh, force,
1: excessive force we need we need better police accountability the good thing that body cam was there we never would have known about this tragedy yep
0: yeah, but um but yeah no jesse i don't even know who's on his team but
1: um, i can see the top three his top three performers were aaron Rodgers, less than 20 dj moore at 13 and then terry mclaurin at 12 were his top three
0: Yeah, no, he's dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those were, that was the hoodlines and then the hoodlines after chat or whatever you want to call it, the after talk. Brought to us by Skybusters. Thank you so much, Skybusters, for your continued support. Moving on to oh fuck, I didn't write down the segment start time for the hoodlines either. I was too distracted. Anyways, Josh, moving on to the worthy waivers here. Uh, we talked about Brad's guillotine league, or at least we mentioned it. We're both alive still. Um, unlike Jay league, now some two teams just became available. Um, you know, I guess. Is, how, how do you feel about the waiver wire week one? Are you gonna? You know, you said last week you weren't gonna spend big. Do you still feel the same? It looks like you're pretty dominant, in Brad's guillotine, but you know how are we feeling about the waiver wire this week anyone like is jimmy g someone you want to pick up um how, how are we feeling in brad's just anywhere i guess i don't know any of your leagues no or, no i'm probably not gonna if you want to do hypotheticals if you were qb needy
0: yeah i'll probably still trot out the guy with the four broken vertebrae um jamis and and uh jwowz league i've got jalen hurts and brad's league you know i thought i put a pretty solid week with 153.25 but would you put up 220 so it's just kind of like okay buddy that's um, that's uh a,
1: if you don't remember would you well that is ryan former member of that the, yeah the the madden league and original member of the dynasty league rip
0: yeah no he i mean for through two weeks he has 368 points 4 i'm the next closest with 283 so his team is absolutely bonkers apparently um so congrats to him on that um but i'm still i'm sitting pretty good with where i'm at don't necessarily need to add too many people um if i were to add anybody it might might steer towards a run back of some kind because um hall isn't necessarily gonna be my guy neither is rex burkhead those are my two starting running backs so yeah it's been a little ishy um so yeah how right. about you? Anybody that
1: you're snagging? I mean, I guess I I usually like Tuesday nights. Obviously, the night I have to go through and do all this because waivers will run tonight or tomorrow morning, however you want to look at it. But I mean, I'm not I'm not eyeing up Jimmy G. Uh, he's never been like a you know a significant fantasy asset. Um, just to talk about last week, I know we were talking about you know people who picked up Jeffrey Wilson were happy. People who picked up um, uh, Curtis Samuel were happy. I'm right now searching up Devin Duvernay. I know I called him Fool's Gold last week. How'd he do? um he's currently wide receiver 17 he probably had another touchdown yeah he only had two targets and two receptions um no he didn't even have a touchdown okay or you had a kick return touchdown so depending on whether or not your league lets you get those kick return points for specific players but yeah devin duvernay and did end up being fool's gold but um the other thing i'd be curious about josh obviously because you did like it honestly came out of nowhere for me i know like before the season started like i'm always trying to improve my deflate these balls team trying to get myself some receivers um not a lot of dynasty teams will necessarily decide to throw in the towel after week two but after two weeks that's probably a really good time if you know if a stud player is playing under performances to buy a low or if someone who probably shouldn't be playing too well has had a really good two weeks you could try and sell high um whether they're on your team or just in the hypothetical are there any really good buy lows out there for you or sell highs right now that you can think of
0: yeah i think a sell high is going to be mike williams i heard he's contemplating retirement <laughs> you um, son of a bitch. <laughs> no no i mean nothing that i've been thinking about i mean that Obviously, that trade got a little bit of a conversation going this morning with some people. I thought it was fairly even based on what our goals are. You're looking to, you know, load yeah. up and I'm looking to rebuild. Obviously, you know, it's, I, if it was, you know, if it was, a, I would see some um, kind of some throwback if I were to take a 2024 first from you instead of a 2023, because then it's like, well, I don't know, what's the point of that? But overall, I mean, I thought that was a pretty fair trade. That guy, Mike Williams, was likely going to sit on my bench every um, every game except for bio week. So it's uh, it's whatever, Um, and so yeah, I mean that's the move I'm making right now. I've gotten a little. I've just got a message from Micah asking if CMC is available because I'm tanking. Um, I was joking. I'm not tanking in that league. I do think that I have an opportunity to win with that team. Uh, So sorry, (laughs) Micah, but uh, I do. um, Yeah, I I don't uh, don't necessarily have anything off the top of my head. How about you?
1: Uh, I mean, like I guess I mean Daryl Henderson, like. you, you, you question whether or not cam Akers is going to come in and take a big chunk um someone like michael carter is Brees hall really going to come take over those are some potential sell highs not that they that that they've been amazing tony pollard is he going to continue i mean there's, there's just some people I have question marks about buy low like derrick henry joe mixon like they're not they're obviously not even bad players it'd be hard to buy low but just i don't know man i guess i was just curious what you thought i didn't have anyone off the top of my head um because obviously, yeah, we talked about Mike Williams. He's had he had one really bad week and one really good week in Keenan Allen's absence. So, you know, I wanted him regardless, but I could see how other people would try and you know sell him after one good week while people forget that you know Keenan's coming back. So, I don't have anyone, but that's just the way she goes. Um, and I'd be curious what other people think. If you've uh, if you want to throw out any buy low or sell high candidates, feel free to throw it in the chat. You we'll have a nice little discussion about that, but. Um, if you don't got anything else, Josh, we can go ahead and we can hit some outro stuff before the obituaries. I know we're kind of redoing the order just a bit. Um, I don't know. You have anything else you want to say to the folks out there? Should I just remind them about the show and then uh, get you ready for your bitch?
0: Yeah, go pack us.
1: All right, people, don't forget about the Discord or leaving us voicemails, anchor.fm slash hoodpods slash message. We will be back here Saturday a.m., Saturday at 8 a.m. Central. Um, I guess I don't know if it's daylight or standard right now. Central, I want to say it's daylight time still. Uh, Anyways, Saturday at 8, we always send out the notifications, so don't forget about that. We thank you all so much for listening. And then here is Josh reading some obituaries of our fallen comrades who have died um to the guillotine. Josh, go ahead and take it away.
0: RIP in peace. Foster, Foster, Foster. 9522 919 2022. 20, this man has lived 9 lives through guillotine, always seemingly on the chopping block. He invested his hope in his hometown quarterback with the hopes of surviving by the skin of his teeth. Foster would watch as Kirk plays with his heart like a cat does a ball of yarn, batting around with malice in its eyes. If he dies, he dies, would be the last thing Foster hears as he watches cousins throw his third interception of the night. Whether it was a sigh or a groan, the air escaping Foster as he gave his last breath was eerily reminiscent of the sound the metrodome made as its roof collapsed upon itself. Seemingly, it is a perfect metaphor for the performance he had witnessed from his team this week. RIP and peace faster 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 In a tragic cotton candy flavored incident, we mourn the loss of Derek Kerridge Schultz and Kyle Nine tails age Jev Nager 9522 919, 2022 While onlookers watched as these two seemed destined for death after 7 days, a merciful commish granted a 7-day extension for them to alter their fates. Alas, Mercy prolonged the suffering as these two slapdicked their way to defeat. Kyle's death was aided by the bland, sugar-free flavoring of Kurt Cousins and forged permission slip from Hunter Henry to skip Sunday's game. Kyle went out in the way we all hoped to someday, with three tight ends performing a spectacle for us. In this case, said spectacle was not positive. Derek's power. Derek's passing. Sorry, I'm getting teared up was the result of an overpowering gut punch of flavoring known as Mike Evans. Evans was protecting an elderly man's feelings when he should have been focused on saving a young man's life. Derek began to feel ill as Evans was escorted away from the game. He turned to motivational phrases such as, A penny played is a penny earned. As time went on, he realized that earning pennies is quite meaningless when everyone else is making quarters. Derek leaves behind a team with potential. Maybe not good potential, but it is potential nonetheless. Bin.